The last day of June, which means we're getting ready for the month of the Boombox Parade. And to talk about that and some other activities that are going on in town this weekend, I'm delighted to be joined by the Assistant Recreation Director in the town of Wyndham. It's Charlie O'Brien. Charlie, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. Coming up on July 4th, what is your role before, during, and after the Boombox Parade? Uh, good morning, Wayne. Uh, my role, along with the Wyndham Recreation Department, is to make sure everybody safely lines up at Jilson Square, um, and then we'll be kicking off the parade and making sure we have a nice, beautiful parade by releasing the crowd into uh, Main Street down, heading uh, west on Main Street. Now, the Jilson Square area, a little different look this year because the Community Center and Senior Center is now open. So what does that mean as far as people that are coming to assemble for the parade and, for that matter, drive vehicles into Jilson Square? Uh, we were like, last year we had people come in through Main Street, and this year we're kind of going back to how it used to be. Uh, we're having people come in to Jilson Square from the Valley Street entrance only. The Main Street side will be locked off with cones, and we'll have staff there. So we would like everybody who is going to be in the parade, if your vehicle is going to be in the parade, or if you're marching, uh, please come in through the Valley Street side, and then we're going to get you onto the green. Uh, we have Jack Jenkins, who is our uh, parade master when it comes to lining everybody up. We'll be meeting and greeting everybody and getting them in order. And from a traffic flow standpoint, they might not need to be on Main Street because they got to go Valley Street to get in. However, Main Street will be closed before the parade. What's the timetable on that? Uh, the Main Street will be closing at 10 a.m., so be wary of that when you're making your plans to get down to the parade. Uh, from It's going to be closed at 10 a.m. from Mansfield Ave to Jackson Street. Charlie, how far back do you go with these parades? It began in 86. Have you been here since day one? I have, Wayne. I actually used to be in the parade. I had my little go-kart with my red, white, and blue uh, banners, and uh, I actually ran right into the lad float my very first year when it started at Memorial Park and went the other direction. So uh, I've been there. People forget that, that the first couple of years, we went eastbound on Main Street. The formation area was Memorial Park, and then the parade got bigger and bigger, and we needed more room to make the formation area, so that's why we switched it. There's a lot more room down at Jilson Square, and then we terminate the parade down at Memorial Park. What are your memories of that first parade? Because a lot of people had no idea what to expect. I raised my hand. I was one of them as well. But did, did the concept intrigue you, or what were you anticipating for that first parade back in 86? Well, Wayne, I was just about to turn nine years old, so my memory may be a little fuzzy. But uh, I do remember being excited, the fact that I, just as a local kid, could get my go-kart decorated and get into the parade. And, you know, I mean, it's the 4th of July, which is my favorite holiday so it just was a really awesome feeling that's what i remember yeah and i think that also speaks to a bigger picture here when it comes to who can march in this parade it's not every parade that you can just show up in the morning of the parade and go out and march whether you're an adult whether you're a kid whether you're a group whether you're an individual but you're able to do that in this parade and i've always felt this way and people have told me that that it's a lot more fun to be in the parade than it is to be sitting on the sidewalks watching this boombox parade charlie i think we should probably address the safety issues we try to make this a parade with no rules but these kind of showed up because we had to do something about it we don't call them rules 
We call them safety guidelines. But let's uh, start with number one, no throwing of candy, but you can hand it out. What's your thoughts about that? I am amazed more parades don't do this. Um, We've had moments where uh, we've had incidences uh, where young kids have gotten hit by vehicles uh, as they ran out. And this was years ago. So the real reason for it is to, um, because people try to throw the candy out of the vehicle, they short it and a kid runs in, uh, the driver of the float doesn't see him. They could potentially get hurt. This, by having people walk it, it's guaranteeing that we're going to get it into the crowd and the kids are still going to get their candy and they're still going to have a good time. So I am a hundred percent. I really wish more parades would do this. You and I see eye to eye on that. I saw many occasions where people that were in the parade were just kind of lobbing underhand the candy toward the curb. It gets halfway out. And if you're an eight-year-old who sees a Tootsie Roll pop on the street, you're probably not going to look both ways. And there's a lot of uh, ancillary stuff like people on skateboards and vending carts and things like that that are going by near the curb. And we have had cases where a kid got hit. So we had to do something, and that's what that one was about. And we also had a problem back until 2011 with these super soakers. Well, no water spraying here. Your thoughts? Well, I again, we're going to see eye to eye on this one. I'm not a big fan of uh, getting sprayed. Um, I mean, if you feel the need to get soaking wet, what I would recommend you do is watch the parade and then go down to water park and join our uh, splash pad, which is amazing. So, uh, yeah, let's keep the super soakers at home and enjoy our beautiful parade and not ruin electronics because this is Wayne, the Boombox Parade. Right, that's the key thing, too, because we're begging people to bring radios to the parade. It's been a problem the last couple of years. People love the parade. People show up, but they don't show up with a radio, and the radio provides the soundtrack of the parade, which a marching band would do in many other parades. So you ask people to bring radios to the parade, and then somebody, the super stoker, starts firing away, and you get a radio that might be damaged or destroyed by the uh, the water and we don't want that so that's one reason why that is and the other thing is you just get some people don't want to get wet and they can become collateral damage i like your idea about the splash pad though that's a, a great idea then we've had some issues with people with reckless operator behavior the one that stands out to me was the guy who was on the flatbed truck and he was spinning his wheels down the street about 10 years or so ago and we had people who actually got sick and had to go to the hospital so that was why that was included anything else with reckless behavior Absolutely. Um, you know, people can bring their four wheelers or two wheelers to the parade when, you know, properly bringing them down. Uh, but if you're going to do that, please be mindful. Uh, don't do wheelies down the street. Uh, uh, be careful of all the other floats. Don't go zipping up and down uh, carelessly. So that, that's some other factors that we need to keep in mind when you're participating in the parade. Yeah, we had a group about also 10 years ago who about four or five motorcyclists, they were doing wheelies right down Main Street. And I'm sure they knew what they were doing, but all it takes is one person who might lose control and go backwards and hit their head on the pavement. We don't want this parade getting national and international coverage for the wrong reasons, which we have had international coverage. I have a story in my office that was from a newspaper called Prince Libre in Guatemala that quoted me in Spanish after that first parade. Uh, they didn't interview me. I believe what they did is they simply translated the Associated Press story that did run nationwide. There was no Internet back then, so but I had people from California and Florida and Utah. They said, well, I saw a story about your parade in my local paper here today. So that thing went national. It was the first year. The Washington Post did a big story on the parade back in 2000 written by Tim Page, who's an E.O. Smith graduate. 
it was more about economic development. It wasn't a big story on this goofy parade, uh, but that story also ran in the L.A. Times as well. So we've had plenty of coverage for this parade, both print and also radio and TV as well, and I'm looking forward to see if we can get that again this year. Charlie, let me change gears a little bit here and just talk about some other things going on, including all the events at the Shabu stage, not just on the 4th of July, but this summer as well. And I know one that people are looking forward to is the one coming up with the Coast Guard Academy Band. Tell me more about that. Oh, I love this event. Uh, so we it happened a few years ago, and, uh, and unfortunately, between COVID and rain, we haven't had it in a few years, but the Coast Guard Band will be at the Shabu stage. It's a free event at 6 o'clock on July 2nd. And one thing I really want to uh, point out to people is we're going to be having a cookout. We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers and ice cream and Hosmer Mountain soda and water free to the public. Um, it kicks off at 6 o'clock. I recommend people bring chairs, blankets, something comfy, find a nice spot, uh, and come down enjoy it get there i would say between 5 30 and 6 o'clock we'll be ready to go with our food and they put on an amazing show it's going to run for about an hour and a half i believe and it, what a way to kick off the fourth of july weekend looking forward to that who's the one are you going to be the one flipping the burgers you got it. I am going to be the uh, chef. Yes, the chief chef and burger flipper, Charlie O'Brien, joining us this morning. What other events you want to talk about from the Shabu stage, including the one coming up after the parade on the 4th of July? Yes, uh, at 2 p.m. on July 4th, you know, we're hoping that everybody enjoys the parade, goes home to the splash pad, gets cooled off, and comes back for the uh, David Foster, our reigning Cupid, will be having the temptations on the stage for a concert and i'm extremely excited about that i'm planning on attending that myself yeah they were here five years ago and it was really really good and by the way it's a free concert but they will be passing the hat to try to raise money for the ukrainian refugees and i believe they'll be doing something similar to that during the boombox parade just having people come by they're not going to force it's not going to be a high pressure kind of thing but uh, father billick uh from from the local ukrainian church is here he's a ukrainian native and he's been very active in trying to relocate some of these refugees so uh the, the money will go there and then he will make sure that it goes off to the proper places give your thoughts charlie again on how people should assemble at this parade i remember i remember that first parade the one at memorial park the formation area two hours before the parade at nine o'clock there was nobody there to which i'm going wasn't this a good idea but it obviously worked because it went 44 minutes, and you were in that parade as well. Well, times have changed now. It's now the formation area, the bigger area, down at Recreation at uh, Jilson Square. And I get this question all the time. They say, well, when should I get there, and how do I do it? Is there any pre-registration? No, there's no pre-registration. But what's your advice for people that are, A, coming as a group, B, have a, some sort of a vehicle or a float, or C, just want to walk? All right, so we're going to go over this um, perfectly. So if you are going to have a float that's in the parade, you're going to come down Valley Street, you're going to enter into Jilson Square. You're either going to be met by me or Jack Jenkins, and we're going to ask the question, one, is this vehicle in the parade? If you say yes, we're going to line you up. We're going to get you in. We're going to line you up. If you're just walking, we're going to see you. We're going to direct you uh, over to uh, hopefully a shaded area, as much shade as we can find. And if you are dropping off a group that is not in the, you're, the vehicle's not in the parade, but the kids are, you will not be allowed. You'll have to find area parking. 
the only vehicles that will be allowed in the area are people who are needing handicapped parking or their vehicle is in the parade. If you're dropping off your kids or your family and then hoping to leave, you will not be permitted into the the, the Jilson Square area. I think it's also worth noting, too, that it's supposed to be a sunny day. We've only had rain on two parades in 36 prior years. Well, one of those years was virtual two years ago, so that doesn't count on as a sunny day anyway. But you know, if you can't get a seat in the shade, which people are looking for those trees that are along Main Street and the sidewalk, uh, some of them sit in the sun. Well, I would recommend sunblock because it's going to be a sunny day. The forecast has it right now for the 4th of July. Charlie, as a, as a town employee, as a guy who loves this parade, a guy who helps run the parade, what are your overall thoughts about what this parade means to the town of Wyndham? I think, the, me, this is my personal feeling on this, that the Boombox Parade uh, is one of the things that represents the amazing aspects of the town of Wyndham. Uh, this is as uh, Willimannic as Cupid, as... Um, Willie Brew as is the any other possible things, the frogs on the bridge, it is one of the things that defines this town, and I think it's one of the things that makes the town of Wyndham as amazing as it is. What do you look forward to the most, Charlie, for the annual event? Um, you know, all the floats are amazing. The whole day is amazing. Uh, but there's uh, two things that I'm always excited to see, and I hope this one floats here. It's uh, the float that does General Washington, and he always corrects me when I say President Washington. He's like, I'm not president yet, um, and it's a great float. And then, obviously, the Willie Brew float that always pulls up the end of the parade. Uh, those two things, I just then I know it's the 4th of July. Yeah, the Washington crossing the Delaware, they've showed up for the last eight or ten years or so, and they're really good. Uh, I'm not sure they were here last year, so I'm hoping they're going to be coming back next year, but that's great. And, yeah, I, I think that what has kind of morphed into the, the most anticipated part of the parade is the annual Willie Brew float. And the thing I like the best about that is that yeah, David Walner runs the joint down there, but he has no idea what it's going to be. He sees that for the first time during the parade as do we. And I think that's really great. The employees somehow manage to do it off-site, and they don't let him in on what's going on, and it's always great. Some kind of a theme thing, looking forward to that. And all the other people are going to be showing off their stuff in the Boombox Parade. Charlie, looking forward to seeing you on Monday morning. Thanks for joining me for today. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Wayne, and I really look forward to seeing you. That would be Wyndham Assistant Recreation Director Charlie O'Brien. There's only one other place on the planet that does a parade the way that we do it. It's Bullhead City, Arizona. It's actually three towns there. Laughlin, Nevada is another one. And they get radio stations, plural, involved in that. And they play Christmas music because they can't have a parade like this on the 4th of July in Bullhead City, Arizona, when it's 125 degrees outside. But they do something kind of similar at Christmas time, and they have people bring in radios, and they play Christmas music. But other than that, nobody else does this. There's a few places that have tried. Lubbock, Texas did it. Lockport, New York. Madison, Wisconsin did what they call the Mad City Boombox Parade. They did it on April Fool's Day, by the way. A town in New York called Newfane did it, and Hot Springs, South Dakota did it in Memorial Day weekend on the late week of the month of May, and they did that for what they called Victorian Days. How about that? Someplace else has Victorian Days as well. 
But we've got the largest parade of its kind in the world, the WILI July 4th Boombox Parade, starting at 11 a.m. on the 4th of July. Please, if you're coming to the event, bring a radio and tune it to 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.